Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to let you know that Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons has been updated. So if you have the ebook version of the book, you can go back into your Passporter store account and find the order where you purchased it, and then click the link to download it, and you will get the brand new version featuring all of the updates. So there are updates to pricing. There's a whole new section on all of the private event locations for escape weddings, including the minimum expenditures for those. And then also, of course, the new cheaper wishes minimums on certain days of the week at certain times of day. All of that information is in the newly updated version of Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons. So again, if you already own it, you can get an update for free. And if you don't own it yet, but you do own the print guide, you can use the 30% off coupon in the back of the print guide to buy the ebook. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Ashton McGill about her Disney Cruise Collection wedding, and she got some wonderful photos of her very special day, and I thought you guys would like to hear the story of how it all happened. Welcome, Ashton. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm interested to start at the beginning and find out how you guys decided you wanted to get married on a cruise. So I'm not good in front of people. So I always wanted a small wedding. So we decided destination based off that. And then my favorite princess is Ariel. And since she got married on a boat, we decided we'd follow in her steps and do the same thing. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So then how did your friends and family react when you told them that's where the wedding was going to be? They were not surprised because I obviously like to travel a lot. They were all super pumped. Actually, everyone we invited ended up coming. So we had amazing feedback, even better than we expected when we told everyone. Wow. How many guests did you have? We had 54 counting us come. And had any of them been on the Disney Cruise Line before? I think we were the only ones besides like my parents and sister that had been on a Disney Cruise Line and maybe only, I would say maybe only 10 of those had ever even been on a cruise. Wow. Well, you really knew how to sell it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. What ship and venue on the ship did you guys choose for your wedding? We went with the Disney Dream and we did a three-night cruise just to kind of help cut expenses for everyone. So that probably helps people being able to afford to come, of course. And then we requested the atrium and we got it, which I think is somewhat rare, but we had 54 and she said it had to be a large group. So we got the atrium on board the Disney Dream. That's interesting. So for those of my listeners who aren't familiar with the ships, usually when you have a ceremony on the ship, they use a back deck or they use one of the lounges. But in Ashton's case, they actually used the central atrium that you see in the signature location on board. Kind of the grand entrance when you walk in the ship. That's what you see. That's amazing. Now, where did they set up your ceremony? It was right in the heart of the atrium. Like when you enter the ship, 
Disney Cruise Line does the, you know, welcome McGill family. And they announced you. It was right there. They blocked off just the bottom floor for us. So they had chairs set up. We we're right at the bottom of the staircase that comes down. So there was some people who could watch from like above if they were, you know, on deck three or four or whatever. We had a few of those people. But since we were docked at Nassau that day, 90% of the boat was were off in the island anyway. So it wasn't overcrowded or anything. Oh, that's great. And then did you go to any kind of a reception or a meal afterward? I mean, where did they have your cake and champagne? We did. So our reception was right after and it was in the D lounge, which for some people that's a wedding venue, but that's where our reception was. So basically once we were done, they escorted us down there. My guests moved before us. We had our little grand entrance and got to do the reception in there. So what was the planning process like when you first started into this? You had 54 people, which is a pretty large group for a cruise wedding. How did you pull it all together? The planning of the details of the wedding itself are pretty laid back just because you're somewhat restricted because you are a destination on a boat. So that part wasn't so bad. Getting all my people set up and making sure they knew you know, what to bring on the cruise and make sure they had their passports. And I was so worried someone wasn't going to make it on the ship or something. That was the most stressful part just because I was dealing with you know, 20 plus families trying to make sure we were all coordinated. Interesting. And did you have a travel agent help you or did you have to be the travel agent? <laughs> I actually am a travel agent. So I got to book everyone's myself. So yeah, I was my own travel agent. So it was twofold for me. That's interesting. Okay. And did you do anything to customize the standard package elements like the cake or the bouquet? I really didn't. We we stuck with our the bouquet and the options. I mean, really the only thing I added, we, I did add bridesmaid flowers, which cost additional. Then we added Minnie and Mickey at the reception, which was additional cost. Everything else, though, cake topper, flowers, all that, we just went with what they had for us. Talk a little bit about adding Mickey and Minnie because I know on the cruise line it's never guaranteed that you can get characters and the characters you can get are limited. Can you tell my listeners how that process worked? Yeah, so right at first I knew that was something I wanted to request. So I let her know, you know, as soon as we booked the cruise and she told me it'd be much closer to time before she could let me know. About two weeks before we set sail, it was confirmed and prior to that, she made me list who I wanted. So I said Mickey and Minnie. She asked me what I want, you know, Donald and Goofy or Daisy, and I didn't really want them. So I said Minnie and Mickey are no one. So two weeks before, she let me know that it was confirmed that we could have them. And then that's when we paid the additional fee for them. They didn't take any money beforehand. And even she told me then, you know, I could get on the boat and they could take them away. But luckily they did not. So it's very iffy on the cruise if you're going to get them or not. Do you remember what they charge for characters on the cruise? Yeah, it was $850 and we had them for a solid 30 minutes and it was absolutely wonderful because we were in that D lounge with just my 50 people that were with us. We had about 12 kids with us. So of course that's like, you know, private meet and greet after we took our pictures in our wedding attire with them. We let the families have them. Everyone got a family shot. The kids got to play with them and stuff. It was great. That's really cool. Now, just backing up for people who aren't maybe familiar with how a cruise wedding works, can you give an overview of how the day runs? Yeah, so we'll start early. Since I actually got a atrium ceremony, which is more rare, my ceremony time was at noon. It had to be at noon if I wanted the atrium. So me and my bridesmaids met in my cabin at about 6, and we started getting ready, and the groomsmen went to one of their cabins with my fiancé at the time. 
we did our hair and makeup, and we actually did a first look on the deck of the boat at about, I think it was 9, 9.30 that morning. So me and Patrick had our first look. And then after that, we went ahead and took all the bridal party pictures. So we did basically all of those outside on the deck. We got done with all of that. It was probably around 11 or so. So then we kind of had a break. We went back to our separate cabins, got something to drink, something to snack on. We had the ceremony right after. Ours was pretty quick. It was only about 15 minutes. And then we went to the reception, which was a good maybe 45 minutes. I think we had allotted for the D-Lounge. And then after that, you know, my wedding party, my guests, they were done. They could go enjoy the rest of their vacation. And then we did some family pictures after. And then my photographer took me and Patrick around probably for another hour after that, just because we wanted pictures all over the boat. And then at that point, it was probably three or four. And we took a nice long nap before dinner. And, um, and then we went and had dinner with everyone that night. So it took about three fourths of the day, I guess. Okay, that's cool. And so you used the free, they give you like a free dinner at Palo. You put that for a different night so that you could join your guests for dinner? We did eat at Palo on the wedding night because we had second seating dinner. So we ate at Palo like at six by ourselves, And then we went to our normal dining rotation and had dessert with everyone else so we could just (laughs) hang out with everyone. Oh, that's a really great idea. Then you got the best of both worlds. Right. So we got some alone time, got to enjoy our little newlywed status, but then still went and thanked everyone, you know, for paying and coming to be a part of our day. That's cool. Can you talk a little bit about what it's like to bring your own photographer? Yes, definitely. I would suggest it. Obviously, I didn't use Disney's photographer, so I can't compare the two. But having Lori in there with us was amazing. We actually had a rehearsal dinner at the Beach Club at Walt Disney World before we left. So she was there to take pictures for us at that venue. And then she worked from, you know, 530 a.m. when we were getting ready until we told her to stop. And that was amazing because, I mean, she took pictures for a solid, you know, six, seven, eight hours, however many hours that is. For us, wherever we wanted to go, she wasn't going to stop until we told her to stop. And we got amazing pictures because of it. That's wonderful. We had our, we called it a Bon Voyage party. So we did it the night before we set sail in Disney World. So everyone traveled down a day early and we had that dinner we furnished for them. I mean, I guess similar to a rehearsal dinner, but we didn't really rehearse. So we (laughs) called it a Bon Voyage party just to thank them, you know, for coming to be a part of our day. That was really the only thing we did and everything else. We just wanted people to, you know, they paid their own way. If they wanted to go do an excursion, enjoy the boat, let them do their own thing while we were on vacation. That's a great idea. Was it a private catered event or did you make a big restaurant reservation? It was private. We did it at um, Ariel's at the Beach Club. So I worked with Disney Fairytale Weddings for that, actually. And they, you know, rented out that venue for us. We got to pick our menu, what buffet we wanted, all that type stuff. That's cool. Was it your same planner who planned your Disney Cruise wedding? No, it was totally different, which was confusing at first because it took me a while to find the right person to get in touch with. Because at first I contacted, I think, just Disney catered events and it didn't really pan out. I couldn't get someone to work with. And then finally I asked my cruise planner, hey, we want to do a dinner, you know, not me call and make a reservation for 50 people. I want a private dinner. And then she got me in contact with someone at Disney Fairytale Weddings. And then I worked with them directly until we got all that those details planned out. That's wonderful. That's a great thank you for your guests. And it's neat that yes. it was like a one-stop planning shop. Yes. <laughs> okay. So what turned out to be your favorite memory of your wedding day? 
I guess I feel like I'm obligated to say that I'm married, Patrick, my best friend. So we'll throw that first. Um, I absolutely loved having Minnie and Mickey there. That was, I knew if we didn't splurge on that, I'd regret it one day. So that was in the budget from the beginning. I loved having them there. And then another cool thing that happened. So Disney Cruise Line, you have to have tickets now to meet the princesses. So after we did our morning shoot with all of our bridal party and we were going back to our cabin, the princesses were in the atrium just for normal guests in there. And I didn't have a ticket. And I was like, I have to have a picture with these princesses in my wedding dress. And so I walked down there and I was like, I think I can hop in line. So they like, let me break the rules since it was my wedding day and jump in line. So I got a picture with Ariel in my wedding dress. So of course she was my wedding inspiration. And that was kind of something that wasn't planned. Like it never crossed my mind. Let me plan around this to take a picture with Ariel and I just happened upon it and they let me kind of like, you know, slide under the rope and beat the system a little bit to get that picture. So that was a pretty cool memory too. That's wonderful. I love how little unexpected things can turn out to be some of your favorite parts of the day. Yes, for sure. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Not really ceremony wise. Everything was good. The only mishap we had was we were on the balcony of the ship taking pictures after everything was done, just me and Patrick. And my hairpiece flew out into the ocean and stayed in the ocean. So that was the only bad thing that happened. And we even laughed about it. Then I laugh about it now. I mean, kind of wish I had it for my shadow box now. But at least it happened at the end of the day. We had all our pictures done. So that was really the only mishap that I knew. (laughs) And it made some dolphin bride very happy. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, a piece of us will always be in the Bahama water now. It stayed. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? I was a little nervous about, you know, we can't rehearse. And of course, all my bridal party, they'd been in weddings before. It's a general how to do it. But I was a little nervous about it because I wasn't sure like who would direct them. But the wedding planners on board were amazing. Like they were right there to greet us when we got on the boat. She handled everything. I told them, you know, what order I wanted people to walk down. So she was, she became my wedding director, coordinator type person, told people when to go. So obviously I didn't see that part, but having seen our video, like she did a great job. That's great to hear. And then was there anything you know now about the wedding that you wish you'd known then? Really just how how good the coordinators were. I feel like that would have eased me in some of my planning, like just little worries. Like I was worried about my dress, carrying my dress on, them getting it back to me. Like that was so smooth. Like she was on top of it. She got my flowers to me. Normally they don't deliver the flowers until like a couple hours before the ceremony. And I was like, look, we're taking first look pictures, you know, four hours before the ceremony. So she got up and had them at my cabin at like seven and that type of stuff. Like if I'd have known how awesome and over the top and great they were going to be, I wouldn't have been worried or stressed about some stuff I was beforehand. That's wonderful. That's a good tip. Do you have any other tips or advice for future cruise brides and grooms? To me, if you do a cruise wedding, you're kind of more of a laid back bride, is my opinion. That's how I saw myself. So, you know, just go with it. Even the few things I got stressed about in hindsight, I was like, why did I even worry about that? It turned out perfect. You know, it's more... I don't know. You're just more laid back. Don't worry about it. Just trust the people on the boat because they do it every cruise probably that they set sail so they know what they're doing and they handle it all for you. (laughs) That's great advice. Well, Ashton, thanks so much for taking the time to share your story. I think it's really instructive to anyone who's planning for a cruise wedding or vow renewal and anyone who's interested in maybe having one. So thanks for taking the time. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. 
That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>